Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. today's episode, right on the heels of a pandemic, we have a war break out in Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia. Now, why is this significant? Uh, What it brought to me today is how fear and worry impact our world, right? A pandemic, we've had elevated fear and worry for two years. Some of it realistic, some of it not so much. I'm going to hopefully not only explain why we have those distortions, but also what we should do about them. Because as we enter this situation going on in Ukraine and Russia, we, we absolutely have to be attentive to our own fear and worry. So one of the things you're going to learn as time goes on about me is I am a big believer that one of the best indicators uh, uh, for a therapist to pay attention to is our own mechanisms, right? My own emotions, my own thoughts. When I start going down rabbit trails, what do those mean? When I have an emotional reaction, what does that mean? It allows me to pick up on things that are going on for others a little bit more quickly and efficiently. Now, with fear and worry, there's a pretty big distortion. There's a lie, really. There's a lie that's told. The lie is fear and worry will keep us safe. That's not always true. Matter of fact, oftentimes, fear and worry makes things more dangerous. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're uh, you're climbing a tree. You're a kid. You're climbing a tree. And you get 30, 40 feet up because you're not really paying attention. You're looking up, not down. And all of a sudden, you look down. Now, whether you're scared of heights or not, you could imagine what it might be like to look down and realize you're not even close to the ground. And if you were to fall, the risk would be really high. Now, immediately, what happens on the inside is we have an emotional reaction that emotional reaction might be fear and worry. Now, why is that a lie? Because what we are focused on in that moment is the risk and the risk alone. The the emotion takes over and it says, oh my gosh, you you can't move or you're gonna die. Or you're like, it's, but that's not true. You might, but you might not. The lie, again, is the fear and the worry telling you that this is going to happen. The truth is emotions like fear and worry, they're good input to the equation. That's a big deal. We want to include their information, but we don't want them to dominate the equation. As we're assessing the next step, which is the actions, and we'll get to those in just a moment, if we are dominated by fear and worry, then our emotions can actually lead us to massive mistakes. 
mistakes in being able to see the world accurately or see ourselves accurately. And when we don't see the world or ourselves accurately, we're more susceptible to making really bad decisions. Now, I'll put it in perspective. The question is going to be like, what do we do? Think of it like a, a, any emotion, not just fear and worry, but any emotion is like a fire alarm. Well, when the fire alarm goes off, we don't ignore it because that's foolish. We, we can't ignore that there's an emotional reaction. What we can do is acknowledge it. Well, that's simple. We just say, hey, that's the fire alarm. And then we take the next steps. The next steps are going to be you move to where the alarm is going off or the fire panel or something like that. Or we exit the home and we gather in a location and then we assess from a distance to see. So the first reaction is we say, oh, hey, that's the fire alarm. Next is we take the necessary steps for immediate safety. And that's it. We ask ourselves, am I safe? Once we know we're in a position of safety, then we can do further investigation. We can take a closer look. Okay, the fire alarm is going off. I go to the panel. I turn the alarm sound off after everybody is out. And then I go look in the area where the fire was going off, right? And in doing that, I may find that it was a false alarm. Emotions are like that. Oftentimes, our emotions give us false alarms. Uh, let me introduce you to the concept of hangry. That's so hungry that you get angry? Yeah, that's a false alarm. Now, the reason it's a false alarm is not because you're not hungry. It's because that hunger is being projected into relationships. That's the wrong place to project anger, right? The anger, that, that emotion, should be projected toward getting a bite to eat. And then once we do that, the, the, there's no emotion between that relationship that you could have very well made some pretty big mistakes with. All right, so we acknowledge the alarm. We ask ourselves, am I safe? If we're not, we get to safety first. Then we assess it. And when we assess, we got to assess more than just one thing, right? Here, I'll take a step back. Being able to scale good and bad decisions, right and wrong decisions, healthy and unhealthy decisions, being able to put them on a scale and say, these are all good, these are all bad, these are all right, these are all wrong, these are all healthy, these are all unhealthy. In order to do that, we have to be able to see things accurately. When we're not safe, or when we don't feel safe, the accuracy of our vision is distorted. So we're, we're safe now, we're looking at both sides saying, here's the good stuff, here's the not so good stuff. And all of, again, all of that's going to be based on morality, right? So we're going to come back. We're going to wrap back around to the pandemic and the war in Ukraine right now. Can we see it accurately if we're functioning from fear? Well, the answer is no, unless we deal with the fear first. Okay? So the question isn't, am I afraid? Although that's one piece of it. We already know that's the case. The question is, how much fear is reasonable in this situation? 
Now, that's a totally different question, and that's an important question, because it's going to tell us how much our fear is dominating our decision process. So let's say my fear was, I'm going to go with my fear is a 10. I am terrified. A 10 out of 10, I'm freaking out here. How much fear should I have? I should probably have about a four. Well, now we know my decision-making is probably not going to be the best decision-making in the room. Okay? That's really important to know, to take that into the, the, the data bank of information, right? And I got to spend time working on bringing my 10 down to about a four because that's about where it should be, right? Now, if I said my fear is a zero, but it should be a four, that's also inaccurate. So how much fear should we have versus how much we have is a very important question. Okay? Once we have assessed our ability to see accurately and experience the, the world accurately, the next question is also a pretty simple one. Where do I go to to get information on both sides? I need to look at both sides of this. Whether I'm a 10 or a 0, I need to look at both sides of this. Pieces of information on one side, piece of information on the other, and we got to be able to look at both of them in order to get a clearer perspective. So that's a big deal. Once we get some information on both sides, we're going to start to notice our leaning. Our leaning is typically based on moral perspective. What we believe to be right or wrong, good or bad, healthy or unhealthy. So we get into these, these uh, arguments on both sides just so that we can gain understanding. It's not because we're about to make our point. If we're doing it for that reason, we're already going down the wrong path. And I say the wrong path because what ends up happening is we infuse our distortions into the debate, into the, the fight. Uh, we learned during the pandemic over the last couple of years that there were tons of distortions. There were distortions. There's nothing to worry about, but people were dying. There was distortions. There's, you know, everybody's going to die. Well, no, that clearly didn't happen. Most people got sick and got well. Matter of fact, a lot of people didn't even get sick. They had very mild symptomology. Now, that doesn't mean we don't want to protect people who were going to get sick and it could lead to their death. We absolutely should do that stuff, but we can't do it from a place of fear and worry because it distorts the debate and the argument. And we end up with what we had, which was oftentimes what felt like or we experienced as really random, nonsensical decisions being made. Okay, the next step, once we've gotten arguments on both sides and we started to weigh Hey, these are good options, healthy options over here. These are not so good options, unhealthy options over here. Then, before we do anything, I have to encourage you, infuse empathy. Very few things require extreme action. It does happen, but it's very few things. Now, that's a big deal. Once we infuse empathy and compassion, especially for the side we don't agree with, 
then we're likely to make a better decision. Not only that, but the other thing it does, and this is a really important thing, the other thing it does is in those situations where we still get it wrong, because we're going to get it wrong sometimes. When we do get it wrong, if we've been, if we've created a pattern of infusing empathy, all of our, our decisions are infused with empathy and compassion, then we're more likely to receive empathy and compassion when we screw up. Now, there's no promise on that, right? Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of people, uh, you know, want more empathy and compassion when they screw up than sometimes they even deserve. I, I know I do. And sometimes we, we should have known better. We should have slowed down more, seen the terrain more clearly, made a better decision than we made. And if we infuse empathy and compassion, we're more likely to receive that in return. So keep that in mind as you move forward. I just went over a whole bunch of information with you. I hope this was useful. I hope you learned something. I hope it's challenging you to maybe rethink some things about the pandemic. Or maybe it's encouraging you to slow down and think more carefully about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Now, I didn't get into a lot of the details, but if you're thinking about how your personal feelings, your worry, fear are getting in the way, then this was a success. And with that, I hope you have a great day and a great week. Thanks for joining me.